Hey y'all, this is Jacob, aka Sky Dad. Uh, and in this episode of Bass to Bass, I talk with Ryan from Goalkeeper, a rhythm guitarist, gone bass player. We get to find out how he got involved in music, um, about his favorite bands, uh, the newest MGK pop punk album, and so much more. Please give it a listen. I hope you enjoy. Leave comments, like, subscribe, and uh, I'll see you in the next one. Thanks. Thank you for taking time uh, to be a part of this uh, show, Base to Base. It's like, um, I just really want to use this to kind of educate people and inspire people to hopefully just pick up an instrument, uh, mm-hmm. preferably bass, but whatever. It's yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get awesome, started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when did you know that uh, music was going to be a part of your life? Um, I knew like really early on because uh, my dad uh, was actually the morning guy on a radio station. Um, they played like, it was an oldie station. So they played like 50s, 60s and 70s back then. Um, now the, now the station he works for uh, is an old, is a classic hit station and they play green day. And I'm like, dad, no, you can't. Hey. Yeah. I'm like, you can't do that to my heart here, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh but I used to go through his CDs and stuff and like, cause he had d- CDs cause he was also a party DJ too. So I got to dive into all that. And then my grandfather was huge into music, like all the crooners and the big bands and jazz and all that. Um, so I didn't really have a choice. It was, <laughs> it was kind of put on me, but I don't regret it at all. So. Awesome. Uh, so where was that like, um, did your dad's music like inspire you to play bass or listening to like any of his albums or when did bass start getting involved? So, so for me, um, I actually started off with guitar. So, uh, blink 182 and like green day and like that, that like kind of era of pop punk, um, made me want to like actually learn how to play the guitar. Cause I, I thought it'd be like kind of cool just to strum the chords and sing along with the song. And, uh, <clears throat> from there, um, I learned a lot about power chords and rhythm and stuff like that. Um, and in, in all my high school bands and, and, uh, you know, in college and everything, I played guitar, but it wasn't, and even the band I was in before goalkeeper, I played rhythm guitar, but then with goalkeeper, I ended up playing bass and I always had a fascination with bass because my grandfather played bass. He played like the stand up. I'm actually going to get it. Um, he, it's, it's at my parents' house, but, um, uh, so he plays that. Um, and, uh, I, uh, you know, like I've always been a rhythm guitarist. I never really wanted to learn how to go crazy with like the, like the meatlies and immediately, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I was like, you know, when I picked up bass, I was like, Oh, this is what I was supposed to be playing this whole time. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, and, uh, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I got into bass and, and, uh, you know, I, I love learning about it. You know, I'm like so fast. I'm kind of early on my stage, although I have friends, like a, a few friends that are kind of um, one in particular who actually went to school for bass. And like, he's kind of been like a role model for me. He's fantastic. So. that That's awesome. So mm-hmm. uh, coming in from bass, like kind of like as he's did guitar, um, how did you like try to learn other people's songs or were you already just, like you already know like what you want to do i guess sort of like i've always like i said i've i've 
I'm, I'm very simple when it comes to music. Like I like playing like the, the fast rhythms and, you know, um, and, and like pretty simple stuff. I mean, I, I've learned a considerable amount of like, you know, Blink-182 and, you know, Green Day and stuff like that, like just to kind of like get familiar with actually playing it. But, you know, for Goalkeeper, I pretty much like, you know, took what I knew from rhythm guitar and just applied it to one finger and I'm running it up with a pick, you know what I mean? So, um, but like the more I learn about bass and the more I like listen to other songs now and I'm listening for the bass, I'm very fat. I'm like very interested to kind of go a little bit deeper in certain areas. So I'm pumped about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, man, like goalkeeper is sounds so great. Definitely hear the influence from the early pop punk. Um, so when you first started just playing a guitar, was there like a riff, um, that you heard, like a song that you heard that really just like you wanted to learn? Um, I think the first song that kind of hit me like that was actually All the Small Things by Blink-182. And the reason was actually I helped my dad at a, at a DJ gig um, at a campground. It was like the big, you know, he did a few every summer. They would it'd be like a dance party at the campground. And uh, he used to play that song because that was like the biggest song at the time, one of them. And I just thought it was so cool how like everybody would get up and dance. And it was like, whether you were young, whether you're old or whatever, people were just like, work sucks. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh, that was uh, that that song. It was also because of that that I was like, oh, wow, this is something that, you know, I want to check out more of, you know. And um, I first started learn. I learned like, you know, smoke on the water, you know, like the, dan, 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 you know, that's that easy thing. But then like, as I kind of got into it, <clears throat> I started playing with like uh basket case with, by green day and then, you know, worked my way up green day and blink 182. And, and that was kind of how I got my start with that. Just like learning rhythm guitar through that way. I also learned some classic rock stuff, but like, you know, I was more interested in the power chords, just like ripping like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, so fun. Um, so, like, when you started writing your own music or wanting to join bands, was your goal always to be kind of like punk or pop punk, or did you want to venture into other like genres? Um, I think my goal has always been pop punk. You know, I I love the genre. I've definitely started branching out. The older I get, the, I start branching out a little bit. Like, you know. Some people don't like this, but I do like country music. Uh, I've been learning a little bit of that stuff lately. Um, and, you know, I can really listen to any kind of music for the most part. I mean, I had such, such a wide variety of, of, you know, influence like so early on that I've got pretty much a taste for anything. So, but like I've, I've been dabbling a lot, but I always come back to pop punk. Like there's something about it. It's just like, that's, that's kind of where my heart is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you think there's going to be like a pop punk band that kind of had um, the impact that like Blink-182 had when they were at their peak? I hope, man. It's just going to depend on culture and the times and what a band can do to stick out in today's world. You know what I mean? So hopefully that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in your opinion, like what are some things that bands can do to to stick out, get attention? Well, pre-COVID times and hopefully post-COVID times when shows come back around, you know, go to local shows and network, like talk to people, 
you know, watch people's sets, you know, talk to them, you know, <clears throat> that's the fastest way, pardon me, <clears throat> mm-hmm. to, uh, that's the fastest way to really, you know, move forward. But, you know, in terms of like, you know, what we're kind of going through right now, you know, focusing on, you know, um, like what you can kind of do, like in terms of like music content wise, like if you can try to put out a new single, like just try to get the high, the best high quality you can do that. Um, you know, make a music video for it, you know, stuff like that, you know, just keep the content kind of going and, uh, get it in front of as many people as possible, you know, be in those groups. I know, um, Mark is, uh, one of those guys who's always in the group, like commenting on like, you know, different posts and stuff. So that goes a long way too. Um, so those are probably the biggest things that I would say, uh, right now. Nice. Um, so I've seen the music videos that y'all been putting out. Uh, they're, they're great. Like, is that a, is that a DIY idea or do you like, or do you guys go to like a music video mm-hmm. like producer or anything? Yeah. So, um, we've done 10 music videos and the first like three of them. No, two, the first two, we did a hundred percent DIY. Um, the next, I think, let's see, I think we did three or four with them and then three or four with the other guys. So we, we've been working with guys who have like cameras and stuff, but we're like, we're really, we're really involved with like the production and stuff like that. Like what the concept is, you know, more recently, like, you know, all three of our music videos were uh, uh, made by uh, Casey Allen and, and uh, Tim from uh, Syndicate Row. And um, those guys are, you know, the, they, they know what they're doing. You know, Casey basically put the whole thing and organized it together. We just had to give them concepts and ideas and stuff. And, you know, it was able to roll. So, but like, really, you know, you can do a music video on a budget, you know, like iPhones are not bad, especially like, you know, if you got to get something out there on a budget, you know, but just be considerate about like, you know, if you're filming on a phone, it's going to look like it was filmed on a phone. So make sure the idea is cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. Um, One thing that strikes me like for, for your music or for goalkeepers music, is just how uh, like catchy and melodic everything is. Um, What's your mindset when y'all go to write uh, just new songs? Um, well, Cody and I will usually try to come up with like some lyrics or a melody or like a vibe and we try to build something from there. Um, and in terms of like catchiness, like really what I'm looking for is something that kind of gets stuck in my head that flows right, you know, cause like you can have like a cool lyric, but if the melody's not right, the lyric won't be that as cool. You know what I mean? So as long as like, it's gotta be a perfect balance, you know? you just work through it and then, you know, you put it on the track. (laughs) (laughs) When you're writing music, are you um, typically like writing on guitar? Yeah, that's how I do uh, all of it at this point. I either like, I'll do it one of two ways. I'll either jam on the acoustic or I'll turn my electric all the way up and just start like wailing on it. And like, as soon as something comes up, like in my head, I'm like, okay, that's it. Nice. When you, uh, when y'all are recording, do you record uh, guitars too, or just bass? No, Mark does all the guitar. I do the bass and vocals, obviously, and then you know Cody does the drums. So, I do want to do more rhythm guitar though. 
but I don't think Mark's going to let me. <laughs> uh, so when you're when you're writing melodies, um, vocal melodies, are you thinking about like how complex you're going to make the bass parts, or like, or does that come into mind at all when you're writing? It absolutely does, <laughs> and uh, like our new song, Happy like that song is really choppy and like a lot different than what we normally do. So like um, I've been had, like one of the things is like, I've been at home practicing like how to like hit that and sing it at the same time, you know? And I mean, you know, you get there, you just have to practice, you know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah, sometimes I don't realize it and then I'd like pay for it because I have to practice it like a thousand times, but you know, it's worth it. Yeah man that's awesome that's mm -hmm. just cool hearing hearing like everyone's practice or the way they practice mm -hmm. um did you ever come to uh texas when you were, were touring no i want to so bad though i went to texas a few years ago um went to austin i drove from new jersey all the way to austin texas and back and uh <laughs> it was so much fun like and texas in general i really dug like i thought that was a cool spot what what brought you to Texas? Uh, it was my friend's bachelor party. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. um, I I think the way I came across y'all was uh, there's a Texas band called Nominee, mm -hmm. and I think you were just a, like one of their suggested bands on, uh, oh, on yeah. Spotify. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Have you you played shows with them? No, uh, I don't think so. But you know. Hopefully, like post COVID, we can. That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how many tours has Goalkeeper done? Or? Um, we've done like three, like week long tours, I think, and then or week week and a half long tours, and then like a handful of weekenders. You know, just like three dates, like just around the local area. Um, before. Well, like we actually had big plans to tour we were actually going to be touring in texas this year um for the first time we had plans for it i think in like right around now or if not it already had passed i think it was like coinciding with fest um <clears throat> but like you know we're still motivated to try to do that so like you know the moment that we can safely play shows for the general public we're going to try to put together a tour and texas is high up there on our list you know, I've, I've heard the scene out there is really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's strong, especially Austin has like a really cool scene. San Antonio or a bunch of metal heads over here. <laughs> I play ska music. So like there's like four <laughs> bands and we're all the same members in every band. Uh, <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. Uh, so what's your mentality um, like when going on tour or like building a local or regional fan base just getting out there and playing as well as you can you know that's all you can really do you hope for the best because i mean sometimes you play a show and there's nobody there sometimes you play a show and everybody's there and it's like you know and they're never you know i mean we've had fans come out and see us and stuff like you know um but like you know it, when you're when you're just starting out and you're really trying to just like prove that you should be like um paid attention to you know what i mean so that's why we we try to just slam it every time we go out there um and really like just making sure you're like getting back out to those places and also like mingling and networking and talking to the bands and stuff like that like that goes such a long way you know because then you never know like 
you know, you could, you know, put together your tour or your, you know, your show, you know, um, contacts. Then all of a sudden you got a tour involved or something, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So what is, um like, what's your, like, what's the biggest show or what's like your best memory from one of your tour shows or out of town shows? Um, well, probably, um, one of the coolest things that happened is we've had two fans, uh, two fans from North Carolina drove all the way to Ohio to see us in Ohio. And like knowing that they did that, that was like really cool, you know, like, cause it's like, that's a long way, <laughs> yeah. especially to drive, you know, <laughs> just for a show, you know? So like it, it, like that, that kind of stuff is the stuff that like, I like, you know what I mean? Although, like, you know, if you want to talk, like, biggest shows, like, we played uh, Atlantic City Beer Fest, um, which, like, was an acoustic thing, but we were on at the same time that the, the Wonder Years were on. And so, like, we ended up ending the set kind of short so we could go see the Wonder Years. <laughs> Man, that... Um, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. And uh, then, um, and then, like, I would say... Um, uh, four chord music fest was pretty cool too um that was that was our only other festival thing that we've ever played so how do you uh how do you go about like getting on festivals like that you just ask or you have um, to submit something you know i think for us we're really fortunate that you know we have mark who's like very good at networking so really i think what it comes down to is who you know and like networking and stuff like that um you know, that's why, that's why I said it's so important when you're at shows, you know, try to talk to people because you never know who you're going to run into, you know. Um, that's kind of how goalkeepers been able to just keep, you know, rising, I guess, because like, or keep it interesting, you know, because, um, you know, we're, we're always trying to engage with people and see like what's what, you know. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of rising, you hit one million streams, right? Yeah, yeah. bad times don't last. That's amazing. That's awesome. I'm like floored. That was not something I thought we were going to do in two years. So, uh, what do you think it is about um, the album that that has like people's attention? Um, I don't know. You know, it's raw. It's really raw. Like for us, because like we went down there and we had a lot of those songs for a little while, and like Sunshine specifically, you know. So like so a lot of the songs meant a lot to us. Not that the the new ones don't. Like they also <laughs> mean a lot to us. But like there was just a raw creativity that I think kind of went into those that made them a lot more special. You know what I mean? So um, I yeah I really I love that album. <laughs> yeah, I I listened to it on repeat so many times. How, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, how many times do people compare you to Mark Hoppus? All the time, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. I'm sure you've heard that. <laughs> you've yeah. heard that before. No, uh, it's like like some of the comments we get are like, especially like uh, for our happy video, it's like people are like, did they get Mark Hoppus to feature <laughs> on this? I'm like, nope, I just sound exactly how I like him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, Not much I, I can do about that. <laughs> <laughs> I describe uh, to my friends like that you sound like a buff Mark Hoppus. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like a, actually, I I'd like to be like the tough guy, Mark Hoppus, or like the gruff guy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Um, somebody once described it as Mark Hoppus meets M Shadows, and I thought that was pretty. That was a pretty interesting one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like that screamy all the time, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I had to, had to ask about the Mark Hoppus thing. Oh yeah, I love it. He's one of my favorites. Do you watch? Uh, do you watch him like stream on Twitch or anything? No, I should. I follow him on pretty much everything, though. Yeah, I want to start listening to his radio show on Apple Music. Yeah, I I wasn't even aware that he had that. Yeah, it's weird. They're doing like artists have like these radio shows where you can like listen to music and then like there's like a pod or like you know a break. So it's almost like a podcast with music breaks. So. Yeah, I want. I haven't really watched any of them, but it, the concept seems pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, what do you think about the new uh, Blink music? You know, man, it's it's pretty good. You know, I'm not going to say it's like the best they've ever done, but like, you know, generally I like it, and I can see where they're going with it too. You know what I mean? Like I, but like you know, I was just talking to a um, buddy of mine about this. It's just like it's good, but it's not like Blink. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like it's a different version of blink you know what i mean without tom you yeah. know so hope i'm hoping that like now that tom found aliens they can get back together <laughs> and like put put their differences aside and release some cool music yeah i i hope so um so i heard or i saw y'all tweeting about uh mgk's new pop punk album uh with mm. support because that's kind of like I don't know if it's controversial or whatever, but, you know, I just want to see what you think about uh, someone like MGK kind of bringing pop punk forward. Yeah. So um, I am personally a fan of the record. I like it. I like it because it feels fresh. It feels like it's something that's like newer than what we've been hearing, like in the genre. And not only that, but like a, a big pop star is, you know, taking an interest in it. Not only that, it's produced by, you know, uh, by Travis Barker, and he's incredible. You know what I mean? So for me, all like the Machine Gun Kelly album is more of Travis Barker's album, in my opinion. And he's just the guy who got to sing it. Am I happy it's MGK? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't really a huge MGK fan beforehand. I, you know, I'm like the whole Eminem thing. That's a whole nother, you know, <laughs> like rabbit hole. But I'm pumped that he's doing it. And like, you know, if, it'd be interesting to see where it goes i didn't it win like a vma or something like it or it won something like some award bloody valentine won something so it's like people are i think paying attention to it but it, i also think it's kind of like that um it's kind of like slowly converging into that like emo rap kind of pop punk stuff which like i feel like if you listen to any of it i mean obviously I'm, I I don't know if I'm necessarily a target demographic for that type of music, <laughs> but to me, it just sounds like a trap beat with like a Blink-182 lead on top of it. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully it'll, it'll like rise everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Cool, man. Um, so just for some gear people, what uh, what kind of gear do you do you use when you're playing live shows? So I. Uh, I just got a uh, Fender 
P base, um, Mexican P base with, uh, we took out the pickups. We put uh, quarter pounders in them. Uh, so that's my, that's my like regular rig or my guitar. And then I run it through, I don't really run any pedals through it except for a Sans amp. Um, so I have that and then like a tuning pedal and shit. And then, um, I use the orange tiny terror, I think. Um, I'm not particularly a big gear guy. If you can't tell, um, <laughs> like, yeah, but like, uh, I believe that's what it is. And then, uh, I have an Ampeg A10 cab that I play. So, and that, that rips. And then I think when we start playing live again, I had a Squire P bass, um, that it honestly rocked. I was just like, I want to, I'm just re ready for a new bass. I think we're going to be bringing that on the road now as like a backup bass. And I'm going to be tuning that in like C, I think, to do like some of the songs. Um, and that one too, it has quarter pounders. And I couldn't believe the difference just between like when you switch back and forth between the Squire and then the, the Fender, like the, the tone is pretty cool, but like the volume is just not there. You know what I mean? I couldn't believe that when I was like playing around with that. Like the volume on your Squire? Yeah, it's like lower than the Fender. And I thought that was interesting that the Fender is louder. Yeah, man, that's cool. I haven't used the quarter pounders. Um, but I mean, anything with the Sans Amp too, like just sound, yeah. sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, like the, the Sans Amp, I mean, that was the that was the, the icing on the cake. Like once we had once we put that in there, because you can kind of tune that to just get that buzz that you need, like that buzzy jingle kind of blink one eighty two e like um sound. Like uh my favorite my favorite bass line just from like, you know and it's not a it's not like a hard one. It's just the way it sounds is the opener to online songs by by Blink. Uh, it's just like dear Josie, you're my you know, that um that bass line that sound like I just want to take that and like put that on my rig. Maybe give it a little more like rasp or something like that or you know but uh yeah no I'm, I'm really loving how it sounds i can't wait till we can start playing live shows again so i can show it off because you know you just you, i'm not even turning that thing up that loud and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah man sans amp and i mean with an 810 too and an orange like i'm sure that thing sounds massive. i don't miss i don't miss lugging the 810 around though that thing is a freaking coffin you know, actually, it's heavier than that. It's oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, especially like venues with upstairs or downstairs. No way. Or twisty uh, stairs. Uh, <laughs> like we've had a few twisty stairs. Uh, that's even worse. I uh, just because I don't play like too much, uh, and I have like seven people in my band. I just downgraded <laughs> to uh, a Fender Rumble. So okay. Yeah. Actually, I think that's what I have here is my practice amp. That was my first amp for the for the band. Um, I think I bought it from Mark because um, I just I didn't have anything going. I just literally I went to the store and I bought the I saw the Squire on the wall. I was like that 150. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I mean that just goes to show that like you can make music with whatever kind of equipment. It doesn't need to be like the most high end mm -hmm. like instrument. Um, mm -hmm. All right, man. Where can people follow uh, you or Goalkeeper on social media? 
Definitely check out Goalkeeper on all your social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Twitter's a ride. I think you, you've I, we talk, initially talked on Twitter. Cody's the one that manages the Twitter, and he is just absolutely hilarious. Um, and then uh, we're, you know, we're on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, check us out there. You know, our new EP, Life in Slow Motion, is out now. Um, yeah, and then tweet us or, or comment or message us and tell us how much you like it. <laughs> yeah, get the new merch. Yeah, oh yeah, buy some <laughs> merch. That'd be, that'd be dope. Hell yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Anytime you come, uh, want to come to Texas, let me know. I can, get, I can feed y'all. We have a oh, Mexican nice. restaurant over here. Nice, nice. Yeah, I we definitely will take you up on that <laughs> offer because I can't wait to get out to Texas. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. You have a great day, and thank you again for joining. No problem, man. Thank you. Right. Later. See you.